Well, let's get right into it. Thanks to our friends at Universal Music Canada for hooking us up today with this awesome group right here out of Canada. The brand new EP is coming out today, September 16th, called the White Buffalo EP. They're also going to be hitting the road. Tour day is kicking off in Winnipeg on October 15th, running through to Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal, wrapping up Petite Canvas December 4th. Tickets are on sale now. You need to absolutely go see them. They're phenomenal. Welcome to the show. There they are, Crownlands, everybody. Look at them. Wow! Hey, Thank you so much. Wow! What What's an interview! What an intro! Thank you so much, man. That's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think you've, you've already said everything you needed to say. That's <laughs> we could just end it at this point. Yeah, <laughs> you got all the talking points us. in there. So uh, yeah, there you go. It's, it's half the battle. It's half the job. You know? yeah. Talk about this EP. I was just listening to it last night. First of all, you know, I love the the previous EPs and I, you know the debut record that came out last year. You work with people like Terry Brown and you know all these yeah. awesome Rush producers. I love the fact that on you know the first song of the EP. Wanted Dead or Alive, Bon Jovi, right off the top. I mean, that influence. Talk about your influences that were going into this record because, I mean, Mitch and I are big fans of Bon Jovi, and I was like, this sounds like a Dead or Alive homage in a way. <laughs> Yo, that's sick. I've never that's heard interesting. that interesting. Well, well, yeah, it's got yeah. the acoustic 12-string. Uh, we're yeah, going yeah. more for, like, um, like, this 80s King Crimson kind yeah. of thing. Like, I don't know if you ever yeah. got into, like, Discipline or Beat, you know, where it was uh, Adrian Ballou, Tony Levin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robert Fripp and uh Adrian we're, Blue. those are great guys um, yeah we're we're big prog heads and so like yeah mm -hmm. that was definitely more the sphere we were pulling from like mm -hmm. um some king crimson some yes obviously a little bit of rush influence and yeah, yeah. yeah. are we allowed to even say we're influenced by rush yeah, you, well, I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's like being yeah, from Canada. Yeah, it's part of that saying. Yeah. yeah. Listen, yeah. being from Canada, you you're either influenced by Rush or Nickelback. So pick. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's that is true. Rush is like you know that. Or that you want to go to young or go down the rabbit hole and say Triumph. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yo, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cody loves Triumph. You know, I Cody's love Cody's Triumph. mom loves Triumph. Like every time, like you know, like I, if if I ever get in her car, Triumph is blasting. It's pretty cool. That's pretty. Or, now yeah. I see I see the Rush. Uh, I'm not really a poster, but I see the Rush thing over your shoulder. And and my next yeah. call as soon as I'm done here is I have to phone Terry Brown to, to talk to him about something. Oh yeah. no way. Yeah, I do. That's so so because we're we're going to interview him next week. Yeah. So, nice. So, so, so Let talk him know to me. We say hey. Well, I absolutely totally. will do. Uh, that's going to be my in, actually. It's going to be, hey, by the way, I was talking to Crownlands, and they just want to say hello. No, but, but talk to me about uh, about Rush and, and that, because you're also working with Nick. Um, why why was it important to have those guys involved in your projects and, and, and to get that sound, and, and what do they bring to it? Man, well, I mean, like, when we met Terry, it was a surreal moment because right. we've looked up to him, you know, our entire lives, like, I listened to Rush since I could remember listening to music uh, because my mm -hmm. father and, um, you know, and Kev had like a, a huge transformative experience listening to Rush. And ever since, you know, it's been our favorite band and we've always like, you know, read through and always saw that name and watched all the, you know, documentaries and stuff. And we're like, okay, like Terry is the man, like, this is amazing. And yeah. so when we met him, I mean, he's Rush's we like, Mutt okay. Lang. Yeah. 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 So when we met him, we were like, okay, like, this would be unreal if we like brought music and worked worked on it with him and so yeah we we had to you know it was just like an obvious thing for us when we had the opportunity it's a damn shame that lay studio isn't around anymore because that would have been the perfect <laughs> spot for you to go and record with them you know yeah. i know um, great i'm curious on your game plan in mm -hmm. terms of marketing because you you've gone the route of eps uh, a couple of eps and stuff you know four songs at a time kind of thing 
why not the full album? Is is the marketplace just not there well, anymore? Are albums difficult? I mean, ironically, um, so even like the, the so the, this this release that we're doing, White Buffalo, like I mm -hmm. guess you, um, it's longer than like a lot of records. It's like a you know, it's like a it's a half an hour and it's only four songs, right? So yeah, you but know, one if, song if you, is thirteen minutes. Let's be fair. Yeah. 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 So so I think it's important to recognize, you know, we were actually we had this conversation uh with our AR guy Sean right. and he mentioned like if uh Close to the Edge by Yes came out uh today, it would be an EP. If Hemispheres by Rush came out sure. today, it would be classified yeah. as an EP. So I think like I think it's really dangerous what streaming has done to like the rock world because mm -hmm. all of the best records are like, you know, four or five songs and half an hour, 35 minutes long, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and like all of our favorite records are, you know, thereabouts. Whereas like if if a record comes out today and it has less than six songs, it's an EP automatically, thanks to mm -hmm. streaming DSPs. And I think that's like a really big bummer because especially in the rock world, EP <laughs> is such a dirty word. And so yeah. we've kind of like done away with that. And we kind of refer to it as, you know, Cody's uh, christened it as capsules or like um, like a full exploration into like a thematic or musical idea. And however long that takes, if it takes 15 minutes, if it takes 40 minutes, it doesn't matter to us. Uh, we just want to fully explore that uh, cohesively and then kind of move on to a yeah. different sound. Um, yeah. And just for some reason, that seems to like work out to be that thing. Um, yeah and, and by yeah. the way the, the word ep i don't even know why we still use it it means elong elongated play and it was how they yeah. stre stretched out yeah. the vinyl back in the day and yeah we're not stretching out the vinyl anymore so <laughs> it's, it's kind of a silly true <clears throat> we're choosing a processing setting on spotify now it's like which one do yeah. i want more bass. <laughs> and listen you look at toys in the attic or the cheap trick stuff those great records were 28 minutes long yeah yeah exactly uh, yeah well it's it's funny this this ep Okay, let's call it EP because it's four songs is longer than our debut record, like our right. full length record. So it's like, right. whatever. What, it is. what yeah. is what is it? Maybe we should have maybe we should have separated the Oracle into three parts. So that way we could have released yeah. it as an album. I, it's <laughs> yeah. so well, silly. It would have been mean, four songs, fair. part one, part two, part three. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, well, let me fair, ask you actually... about the Oracle because it is 13 minutes long. Um, in terms of getting radio play and video play, you're not really going to get 13 minutes on any airwave. Uh, uh, that doesn't Mitch, matter to that, us. That, it's a great bathroom song, FYI, for the radio guy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, but I mean, the, 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 does that come into play into what you're doing? Do you think about okay, how am I going to get it on a station? How am I going to get well, it out there? That's why we released it with White Buffalo. Right. You know, yeah, so I think exactly. it's about like we, construct... we knew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like oh, same thing like last time with Context, right? Because right. Context was the song that we originally uh, kind of wrote, arranged, and recorded with Terry. And then we went on tour for like two years and the arrangement changed like dramatically. And so we decided yeah. we had to like kind of re reinterpret it in the studio. And so that's why we went in and worked on it with Nick. Right. And then we did the vocals with Dave Bottrell. And now it's like this epic piece of, of music where the yeah. story is probably just as cool, if not cooler than the music. Um, we, yeah, exactly. Whereas, you know, but even then when we made context, we recognized like it was going to be really difficult as um, like a rock band in this era to, to release an eight minute song and get it on the radio. That yeah. being said, you know, Showman Montreal has been like incredible and they've played that. They've song been amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they are the best. You know, Every like, night they, I hear Jason really Rockman, who's my competition, yeah. blasting that song. So, you know? <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on the Beat 92.5, the pop station, and then right Jason's my competition. So every time I'm driving home, you're like, yeah. Crownlands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, they, they've, they've been really great and obviously you know we, we aren't really making music that's going to fit into the, like the pop and alt world mm -hmm. right now and like right. we recognize that but how yeah. do we you know so instead of trying to like take a 13 minute song and create a radio edit we're like well 
we're going to write a really good radio song, hopefully. Right. And so that's right. why right, right way back we're, came out yeah. with context. And that's why white Buffalo came them. out with the Oracle. And, 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 you know, I mean, with the type of music you guys are making, I mean, we've spoken to Jordan Rudis from dream theater and John Anderson from yes. And it's like, you know, they all say, listen, at the end of the day, we're musicians and we're going to put out music for musicians. So if the radio wants to pick it up, even better but you know we're not going necessarily yeah. for that i mean you guys could easily exactly. do with three minute and 30 second you know sean mendez ish uh, rock and top 40 tune but yeah. you want to stick to your guns or well, do you want to you know yeah. yeah i mean yes and no exactly. it's like you know like, exactly. like sean sean mendez has a skill set that we do not have just as we have a skill set that sean mendez does not have right, right. and so there is something we're about specialized playing strengths. yeah yeah and Definitely. like you know i different... feel like yeah like if we try to go down that world we're already so far behind everyone else who's so good at that. So we've just decided to go down yeah. our own path and do what speaks to us. And right now, space operas and, um, you it know, works. epic, yeah. you know, um, epic uh, visual storytelling. And then coupled with like, you know, um, being really like uh, in tune to uh, what's going on in our in our world around us and in society mm-hmm. and trying to make sure oppressed people have a voice like through our music um you know so it's like balancing that like that's kind of like what we've always been about so it's just turning that up and when that gets turned up 13 minute songs about alien space queens show up and um, (laughs) it's awesome you know know. yeah cody i got a question was it res life for you for for you guys growing up or was it like city indian yeah more city absolutely like i grew up in willowdale in toronto Mm -hmm. and then um and then like um, my parents had this little place um, right by Alderville, actually. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't anything like super like fancy or anything, but we were friends with the elders there. And it was, it was like, it was awesome. Okay. Yeah. No, cause I come yeah, from, so I had... I, I'm a Mohawk. I come from a native reservation just outside of hey. Montreal. It's called Gatanawaga. So that's nice. why I'm, I'm always curious to know like what, what the life was like yeah. growing up. Was it res life or uh, city? No. Indian? <laughs> it was city, man. It's, it, it, I wish, I wish, man. But like my, you know, I have family out in, in Nova Scotia. Um, they all moved away. All of my indigenous uh, side has moved away from Nova Scotia, unfortunately, wow. but yeah. What part just... of Nova Scotia was it? It was around Amherst or like, yeah, somewhere around Amherst there, like in Millbrook, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Millbrook first day. We actually, we ended up staying yeah. uh, in, in Millbrook um, the other day. Uh, we were playing in uh, Truro, Nova Scotia. And it was mm-hmm. like, just beautiful to like, you know, like for, you know, for Cody kind of like get out there. And so we've done like a few East coast runs and it's been really cool. Like ever since we made the band and like, you know, seeing Cody kind of like, uh, like reconnect yeah. with their, their ancestral roots. Right. Cause it's, it's, it's totally. been, it's been amazing, but like, yeah, so much like, it's it's it can be heavy too like you know re- with that whole thing yeah of course you know i mean especially with everything that's going on you know with truth conciliation truth and reconciliation day coming up on the 30th it's like you know i yeah. live with two residential school survivors here in my just in yeah. my house i live with my dodamon my baba conrad and you yeah. know they they tell me stories all the time about you know what it was like going to elementary school and like it, it's crazy so um, yeah know, man with with everybody that's uh you know I, I'm, I'm just so happy that you know we got some great indigenous music that's coming out and you know proper indigenous artists representing and waving the warrior flag for everybody across turtle island because it, it's about time people realize what's going on to our people yeah man it's about time people start listening to like you know what people have been talking about forever mm-hmm. for time you know like it's 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 just wild to me that it's like it's taken this long but i mean like i'm i think we're on the cusp of something really great is that something that you wanted to do with this music? Yeah, since since the since the beginning, you know, we knew we wanted to be called Crownland. 
and they have it be like, you know, a big middle finger to like, you know. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny you say that because I had to explain to Mitch last night, you know, the joke behind your band name. Because like, I was yeah. like, Mitch, do you understand what Crown? I was like, because they come from Crown land. They they own the, the reservations. They We don't own any of it. And he was like, what? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So we knew that, um, you know, we had to say something important with our platform of mm-hmm. music because, you know, when you're playing music and, you know, you you have the opportunity to reach a lot of people and so if you can say something really meaningful and that can be really impactful and maybe make people who had no idea what crownlands is um you know the term or like or have or or no, not know about what residential schools were or the missing and murdered indigenous women what what's going on there like if we can if we can spread awareness about anything like that we're going to do it and i think that's to honor our path you know as as musicians and as creatives um with the public eye on you yeah, yeah, you have to say something that means something to you. At least, you know, that's what Kevin and I firmly believe. Well, no, I'm totally. hoping with a new Governor yeah. General, Mary Simon, who actually has been a, f- a friend of the family for over 40 years, hopefully yeah. things will change. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, I've known Mary since the, the early 80s, and oh, she's one wow. tough cookie. Yeah. And wow. if anybody's going to get something moving, it's yeah. so right on. Hope, hopefully it'll, it'll start moving. You know, yeah, be, you know, being indigenous in 2021 is more than just carrying your band card and getting your tax taken off uh, by your guitar <laughs> strings. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it, it has a lot, it carries a lot more weight and a lot more meaning. So it's just so great to see, you know, you guys out there representing, you know, Crownlands at the end of the day, you know? If I yeah, may, yeah. not to get away from that topic and just get back to, to, to music for one second, what is the live performance like? Because you are just two members. There, there, do you do you run tape? Do you do you just is it a, a, a no no click tracks no back no. tracks so, no so tricks, what do we see when there's two people? Yeah. How do you fill out the sound? There's four harmonizers off stage. Well, um, I um <laughs> so I've got a, a a wide assortment. My foot is the keyboard player. Actually, okay. I have mm. I've got a, a couple sets of uh, Taurus pedals on stage, so I can do oh, cool. um, like arrange like uh, contrapuntal bass lines. So you're doing and... it old school with Taurus pedals. You're triggering oh, yeah. stuff oh, yeah. live in real time, oh, yeah. and oh yeah, there's like yeah, like no yeah, everything. Um, so so like what we wanted to do, make sure when we started the band, also is that you know everything you see is what you see is what you get. And so there's nothing going on backstage. Like we're never running tracks or anything like that. We're able to do everything in person. Wow. That's incredible. And, and the concentration to to get it done is, I think, I think, I think the worst part about it though, is the fact that you guys are impressed about the fact that like our live show is live. Like how many, how many people are like, (laughs) Oh, you know, like, you know, we, we throw the karaoke track on we get on stage and dance around and that's, you know, that's the show. And it's like, you know, and it's just, I don't know. I think it's, it's quite uh, dishonest. Yeah. Um, And I think it's like an affront to their own, right? Like it, yeah. it is what it is. And technology's like, yeah. changed it too, because it's given people the opportunity to buy a cheap laptop and run Pro Tools or Ableton and you know right. put, in, put the yeah. whole thing going. Well it's it's allowed yeah. non it's allowed oh. non-musicians to infiltrate live music. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is Kevin's got a very, very or I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's a it's another instrument depending on how you use it. So it either elevates the performance or it is the performance. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I guess. This was my experience <laughs> a couple of years ago. There's a great festival in Montreal called Oceaga, and I was at yeah, sound, yeah. I was at Soundcheck, and the, the the board guy says over the PA during Soundcheck, he goes, "I need more computer in the mix," and I just went, "Oh God." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's it's honoring it's like honoring like a musical form too, right? right. Like, I mean, um, 
there's there's different genres of music and different crafts and different art forms that like rely on backing tracks in a different way right mm-hmm. um like if there's an electronic artist uh if there's a hip-hop artist if there's a pop artist i do respect that those are completely different crafts of which that we are about and that's more about you know if it sounds good it is good um right kind of ethos and like that yeah. i respect that and um most people that are like into that kind of music they don't care um about like the work that goes into it whereas i see rock music especially the kind of music that we're playing um is becoming more and more of a niche almost like the way jazz has become right where people go to a jazz jazz. yeah Yeah. and and so it's like recognizing like that is an art form that deserves to be um preserved and there aren't a lot of people that are doing long form music the way we're doing it and the people that are going to enjoy that kind of music are not the same people that are going to um an electronic or hip hop or a pop concert, no, right? And so, not like, that's necessarily right. Like, I, I'm saying, well, it's Spotify like, you know, has if, changed everything. Like, people yeah, listen but, to everything. Yeah. Now, I, I but. totally understand. We are in a post-genre world as well, but I mean, it's yeah. again, it's it's what we do on Spotify on on record is, mm-hmm. you know, we try and make sure that's like an accurate representation of what we can yeah. do live. Right. Yeah, and that again, like the kind of music that we love growing up, you know, like Genesis and Crimson and Yes and Rush and, and Floyd. Don't forget, at the end of the day, I mean, with the price of concert tickets these days people are expecting the perfect show and they wanted to kind of sound like the record so if you need to use tricks yeah. or using the tourist pedals i mean you need a, a little bit of help here and there i don't see the problem with it so yeah. that's fair yeah that's fair. I, I do though like talking, that's that's you know talking about, gear, us, talking about yeah. gear really quickly cody i saw you guys you so in the studio you had a dw kit and the videos you're using some ludwig vintage keystone badge drums why yes. dw in the studio why ludwig in the videos and live <laughs> well our tech Graham Shaw, he he builds um, and refurbishes drums, um, and he's also a vintage drum collector as well, which is awesome. Um, he had this wicked DW kit, um, and I, I use his stuff, you know, like when we go into the studio or I, you know, whatever the situation calls for. You know, if we want more of a, you know, a bright sound, he's got the drum for that. If we want a darker sound, he's got the drum for that, and he can tune them. And, and it, it's all dependent on feel and what I'm going for, for whatever uh, recording. Uh, what we're doing and if we're doing more prog stuff i want like that tighter like you know the tighter toms like right the kind of fly by night kind of or moving pictures the 70s era. dead sound yeah exactly but like i right also time. have you know this awesome vintage uh, uh ludwig kit that's stainless steel yeah. that I picked up that i use for live and it sounds killer in the studio too so it's really just shades for like you know whatever is the best situation well we're, we're gonna have to get you a vista light kit or yeah for the next ep next album we're gonna have to get you over to simmons toms and get the oh dude you know what that's funny that you said that because i'm actually i've been talking about it for like over a month now that i need to get some simmons pads i want to add those like to the back of my kit so i can just turn around get it, and rotate dude, around listen get get the like the vintage sds7 pads you know like the, yeah the octagonal ones oh that would yeah, be awesome you Dude, exactly you know your stuff. For. And like, yeah, yeah. See, Mitch, I do the best up. intros. I know my gear. Jeez. Yeah, this is awesome. It today. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking yeah. at Kevin and thinking, Kevin, uh, can I have my hair back? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh. <laughs> That's all I'm, I'm just thinking. Try, I'm just trying to hold on to mine like Cody. Geez. Well, listen, the White Buffalo EP comes out today. It's available now where music is sold. And they got some limited edition merch as well. It's uh, it's on vinyl. I'm surprised you guys didn't do like eight tracks at this point or something really, really vintage. Well, we actually have cassettes this time around, yeah. which is yeah. very exciting. Um, yeah. 
yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll do uh, eight tracks. Uh, I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone who has an eight track uh, machine anymore. Listen, Who's I grew up it? in the time where I had an eight track player in the car. Nice. We don't nice. need eight tracks. We we, no. we, we, we don't. Let's not repeat that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know no. what? Rob Zombie just put out some eight track, like limited edition eight tracks of his no new album. Way. So you know, but he's like, it's like, hey, he's a '70s guy, See, so you know, he likes the vintage yeah. stuff. Speaking of long songs, I had Dream Police, Cheap Tricks Dream Police on 8-track, and the song Gonna Raise Hell is yeah. nine minutes. It was split up, up over different tracks. So I for, for many years, I thought it was three separate songs. Oh, my so, God. We, we don't need that experience anymore. We're, we're, I mean, the, the Oracle would be like 12 tracks. No, we, we don't need yeah. that. It'd be Amen. hilarious if you yeah. did the Oracle in like four separate parts, but you put two sides on the A side and then two on the other side. Oh, yeah. Well, it'd be cool to do that, you know, like um, the way Floyd record did, um, you know, where you like bookend the record where we, you know, you cut the front half and the back yeah. half and you put it like, you know, sandwich the rest of the album. Yeah. I do kind of like the, the idea of, you know, a vinyl and a cassette having a different track listing. I think a lot of great records had that. Yep. And um, yeah. you can experiment with things like that. Again, bookending with long songs. And I, I enjoy who, that, you know. I'll tell you who bookended. Uh, Europe, the band Europe, opened for Def Leppard back in 88. They started off with the final countdown, went into all the other songs, and then finished with the final countdown. So it was essentially <laughs> a like final a giant countdown medley. with a giant me And I was like, Wow. Okay, because they, they started off with the first, That's you know, fun. and I went, I went, wow, they're starting off with the greatest hit. And then it came back yeah. at the end. And I was like, what? they did a 45 minute medley. Smart. <laughs> That's, That's kind of smart. Because so you, you, no, you pulled I... in the crowd right away, right? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. did. Everybody That's came great. running from the bathrooms right away. I'm telling you. Like, holy shit, the one song I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that is dangerous, though, right? You know, you're, yes. you're playing through, you know, your deep cut. And you look up and you're like, oh, everyone left. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like they it came for the one song. So that is smart, though. Yeah, it's like, it, hey, guys, it was, do we open? That, that's or Mitch during the drum it? solo. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I, You'll I see. have spent every drum solo in the bathroom over the last 30 years. But... <laughs> Even yeah. Tommy Lee's roller coaster drum solo is like uh, bathroom. A fuck, waste of time. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I, I will oh, finish man. by saying this. Let's finish on the positive. I'm looking at yep. the Crown Lands White bu uh, Buffalo um, artwork in front of me. It is mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous. I don't, I don't know. What's the story on that? Did you, is it a picture you, you commissioned? Did you own it? Did you draw it? Cause it's gorgeous. It's not, I mean, that's, that's merch central right there. That could be a Tim yeah. Hortons cup. <laughs> we, <laughs> that, that is we, ambitious. <laughs> we, we actually commissioned our buddy, uh, Quinn Henderson and he, he's an incredible painter. No and kidding. He, uh, look at he took it up. Yeah. No, it awesome. does look great. Awesome. Yeah, that's a cool thing about you guys. You know, you do the socials really well. And, you know, for, for a rock band, you know, that's trying to make it for themselves in this day and age. It's like, it, it's really cool. So I just Thank wanted you. to give you guys props for that. Yep. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll get to see you at the at the Petit Campus on December, uh, December 4th in Montreal. They're doing a bunch of big gigs. The Axis Club in Toronto on December 1st, Ottawa on the 3rd, mm -hmm. and wrapping up in Canada's best city, Montreal, on December 4th. We'll see you there at Petit Campus Crownlands. Make sure you pick up the new EP. It's available now. Absolutely brilliant. Guys, love this Love this EP. Honestly, best of luck with it. And uh, we'll see you in Montreal in December. Thanks, brother. Thanks so much, Jeremy, Mitch. Thanks for having us. Man. Thank you. Thanks, Absolutely. guys. Thanks.